and welcome to Once More with Commentary, our Buffy podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Ginny. And today and we've got a special guest. Oh, my name's Jordan. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hello. Jordan sounds less excited. I'm excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> Jordan just has the Oz uh, taciturnness. Basically. That's where I got it from. It yeah. Oz. <laughs> You've modeled your whole people, life on us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I have Oz in my head right now because we were just watching Angel and he was there making jokes about, he was in an episode of Angel making jokes about how they're so quiet. Yes. I know exactly which episode that is. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good episode. It's the only episode of Angel that Oz was ever on, so. Yeah. Not that exactly is pretty easy. To figure out. But yeah, so this week we have a guest, our second guest. Jordan and I went to high school together, and yep. he's friends with me and Allie, because we're all nerds, Basically. I think. Yeah, but since he's visiting uh, New York, so we thought it would be fun to have him on here. Yes, I'm Plus, very excited. We happen- Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> we also happen to be watching some pretty good episodes um, in season two, so it was a good... Yeah, I got lucky with that. Yeah. Maybe luckier than your last guest. <laughs> hey, she got the introduction of Spike, so I don't know. That is true. Uh, that's true. She did that. get Spike. But she also got Inca Mummy Girl, so. <laughs> yeah. so it's very, very split on her side. Yeah. I think she'll take the spike-heavy episodes over the mummy ones, but I don't know if she was disappointed, but you did get very, very lucky. This is a classic two-parter. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say our first two-parter, but that's not true because the first two episodes are technically a two-parter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I guess one. they are. Aren't yeah. They? These are better two-parters. I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, well, I think before we get into the episodes, we want to hear a little bit about Jordan. All right. <laughs> Jordan and Buffy, and specifically. Buffy. We don't care about, like, any other, anything else about things. you. That's fair, that's fair. Um, well, and, and we already talked last week at length about your podcast, so... That's um, true. <laughs> we've already... Oh, because okay. you shamed us, I we did a whole thing. You haven't oh, heard it yet, Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, now I'm even in a better mood about We said this. many nice things about you and George. Nice. But mostly you. That's, that's, that's how it should be. Yeah. George always needs to be brought down a little bit. <laughs> I hope he listens to our podcast. Sure listen, he... I'll tell him about this okay. one. He's never watched a moment of Buffy yeah. or Angel, and it's not... Would not be his speed in yeah. any way, but he'll listen to this one. I'll tell him to. But okay. you know what? I really want to have a guest at some point that has never watched and then has to watch a couple episodes because I do wonder what that experience is like. Yeah, me too. It's been so long. That would be difficult. <laughs> that, would be, that would be tricky, especially the more and more into the series you guys get. It's true. Um, that'd be, they, they would be so confused by things. <laughs> do they always... Sing like this? Is this? Yeah, okay, that's, <laughs> you should do that or hush. So yeah, like, is it those aren't traditionally quiet? the first episodes that Allie shows to people. <laughs> I think hush was the first one we watched. We talked about that before, but that's fair. Um, okay, so I think you should tell us about whatever you remember. I mean, we're all old, and who knows how right. anything started, but how you got into watching Buffy. So, so you've in made high some pretty school, crazy claims this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> in high school, for some reason, I watched the last two or three seasons of Angel and nothing else. I didn't watch huh. the first first two seasons of Angel. I watched no Buffy. I knew what Buffy was in a general sense because it was in the air, obviously. It was a mm-hmm. very popular show. And, like, they were on... I remember them being in TV guides a lot. And, like, on covers. <laughs> I remember that very well. That tracks with what Allie and Claire said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I watched the last... Like, the last half of Angel. Really liked it. And then 
but couldn't really watch Buffy because we didn't have the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no way to stream it back then, obviously, because this mm-hmm. was back in the early days. aughts, so <laughs> before such wonderful technology existed. And I didn't watch Buffy in full until my little sister started buying the DVDs because she started to really love Buffy. And she watched Buffy and then Angel, like, in the proper order, so to speak. And I basically piggybacked off her and watched uh, most of the DVDs. I realized, listening to you guys, it's season one, that I haven't watched all of season one hmm. before. But now I have, because I've been watching. I've been catching up with you guys. It's really um, easy to forget some of those episodes. Yes, and that's, <laughs> that's yeah, and that's also the other part, is I probably almost assuredly forgot a lot of episodes that, I've yeah. seen, that I had watched at some point. Hmm. Um, but you, yeah. So okay. I... Well, 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 which outrageous claim are you? Well, I mean, well mostly that first. you just started with Angel because I think that's weird. But also that it's you... It's weird that I didn't even start season one of Angel. Yeah. I just started also, halfway through Angel for some reason. I think my bigger issue is with you liking Angel more. Even though I've come to terms with that. I don't necessarily like Angel more. <laughs> I have a better connection with Angel because of how mm-hmm. I watched it originally. Okay. And like I told you, I love uh, immortal characters. Okay, old that's true. characters, like in all fiction. Mm-hmm. So he kind of... he. He fed that uh, particular thing that I like more than other things. This is where Jordan also admits that he's an Edward Cullen fan, so... Um. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> uh, I don't mind those movies, mm. but they're not okay. great either. But, like, I like... So, I when I was a kid, I watched Highlander, and I always liked the premise a lot more than I necessarily liked the show, because mm-hmm. looking back, that show's not that great. But I always like the premise. And, like, in I read a lot of comic books, and, like, I always like Wolverine. And part of what I like about Wolverine is because he's old. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he'd been around forever. And so I was always drawn to Angel for that part of it. Okay. Plus, when I was younger, I thought that their, like, the dialogue, like, all the jokes and stuff was a little, um, in my head, I thought it was more irritating than I ever actually thought it yeah. actually ended up being. I, I can understand But for a while that. there, when I hadn't watched Buffy in a long time, I thought it was annoying but it really wasn't it just was in my head yeah i mean i think that's a reasonable opinion for a teenage boy to have well yeah and also that was a teenage boy. So <laughs> at least that i too. can sympathize to be fair there's yeah. that too like i specifically remember running or racing home after a youth group to watch the series finale of angel <laughs> and for some reason what i was recording on only recorded like the first 20 minutes and the last 20 minutes uh. and it skipped in the middle and so oh, no. again no way to watch it I didn't get to see the full thing oh, for years awful. but that's I remember terrible. being so excited for that so yeah that's oh. my weird introduction to Buffy my little sister adores Buffy mm-hmm. like it's her favorite thing of all time she probably rivals you two in mm-hmm. terms of her love for the series but um, then she also on the other side kind of hates Angel for various reasons okay. I, I mean I like Angel a lot but it's I'm definitely due for a series re- rewatch well those first three episodes we watched were pretty good mm-hmm yeah we'll yeah so you to. guys should do Angel I know earlier you were saying you should you weren't you were thinking about it just do Angels I mean we probably will I'm fully on what else are we doing no reason not to. was the one who needed some uh, persuading yeah well so another we I, I don't know if you remember this, Jordan, but when I uh, <laughs> I was a senior in college and Allie was, we were watching, try, we set this pretty steep goal of trying to finish all of Buffy before we graduated. But we only started in the middle of the semester and we didn't quite have our TV binging skills down at that point, I think. Um, well, we had class. Saying, we had class, that's right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, the whole class. <laughs> and homework and that whole thing and jobs, <laughs> they kind of got in the way a little bit. Yeah. Well, I just know that we en- I ended up 
having a choice between spending my last 24 hours <laughs> at college watching the last season of Buffy or you lending me the DVDs. So, but luckily you were nice and you let me season seven so that I didn't have to like literally ignore my family and all the graduation ceremonies to stay. But I do want to point out before (laughs) you decided to like actually spend time with people instead of Buffy and the gang, you Mm -hmm. did um, text me like we were at like some kind of senior week event (laughs) and I get this text from you because you had just watched the season six finale. I do remember that. (laughs) You were like, Spike has a soul. Oh, (laughs) uh but yeah spoilers anyway major spoilers (laughs) spoilers oh we're the worst we're the worst late late term spoilers too well anyway so we had been watching a lot of it together other than season six because yeah we were i was we were all trying to we were so busy with graduation so then i went home and you know i moved back home for like a couple months after college and um all i'm trying to say is that when i got to the series series finale I made Jordan watch it with me because I didn't want to watch it. I didn't make you, but no, no, but yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that was the thing that we shared together because I hadn't seen it. I didn't want to watch it alone. No, you wouldn't want to watch it alone. No, it's, it's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So I want, I want you to kind of give us more of your Buffy profile. All right. Uh, okay. So these are just kind of the question. I think these are the same questions we asked Claire and they're the ones that we talk about on our website. Um, who's your favorite big bad? Uh, Glory. Oh. Okay. She may not, like, the story in the season may not be the best season or anything, but her character and what she is is mm-hmm. awesome. And I mean, I really like her. That's Unlike fair. most anything else that you ever play with or use, so I like her. Yeah. Most. Uh, do you I have, a- have some re- reservations about that about what you just said. I mean, I, I totally respect that stance and I agree, but I, because of Glory, <laughs> what she is, it for me is a problem point mm-hmm. of the series, but I don't want to talk about it right now, but I, I, no, like I, didn't, I didn't know you, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't know that either. She, I, I don't well, really want to get into it right now. In two sentences, in two sentences, what do you mean by that? Like, there's a huge leap, right, from fighting vampires and certain demons to then mm-hmm. having Buffy and her friends have to suddenly fight a god. Like, right. in some ways, to okay. me, it's, like, problematic of, like, you know, as shows go on, they get really broad, like, character yeah. ticks that people like and audiences respond to become, like, these huge defining character traits and, like, everything gets kind of, like, re- repeated and, like, you know, it's the problem right. as shows go on, like, the repetition of, like repeating what works, you kind of make it boring and expected and all of this. But also what happens usually is like, you have to keep topping yourself, especially mm-hmm. in fantasy yeah. type shows. And, yeah. and I feel like the escalation of fighting vampires to fighting demons to fighting gods is like a natural um, progression. But at the same time, you have to realize like, or you have to kind of, and this is the problem that I actually have, because I have read a fair amount of the comics is like, you have to keep going bigger and bigger and bigger. And at some point you kind of lose what makes the story work, which is like Mm -hmm. its groundedness. And like, I think they do this well in that the characters stay relevant and grounded and all of that. But I think from a plot point, it's kind of... I don't want to say jump in the shark because I don't really think it's on that level, but it's mm-hmm. to me like I love Glory, but the reason she's not one of my favorite villains is because she's just so huge. Removed. You know? like, yeah. It's almost like right. she's too hard to fathom. Like, And the okay. fact that the, the ways they beat her and don't beat her is mm-hmm. interesting, but I, you know, it's just to me is representative of like the problem of trying to continue a narrative over multiple seasons. 
Interesting. Well, yeah, and that's why she's my favorite villain for her own sake, not because of like any story, mm-hmm. like story structure problems. Yeah, because those are definitely there. As yeah. a character, she is awesome. I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't really want to go off on that tangent. No, no, no. no. I, I mean, it was going to bug me if I didn't know why. That's fine. Obviously, we've got a whole season in the future to talk about that. I just so. watched the end yeah. of Naruto, the anime, and they have the same problem where mm. their power levels just keep rising and rising and rising and rising, and it doesn't make any sense by the end. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which is why I uh, think the, the, the then in, at season six, the who ends up being the villain, you know, mm-hmm. at the end, it's like kind of feels like a reversal of that in a, in right. a good way, but which is, yeah, I like think, response, maybe why I like yeah. season six so much, but. Hmm. Um, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. don't have to get into my preferences. <laughs> <about Jordan. laughs> okay, so I think this is the, I mean, I definitely gave you time to prepare ahead yep. for this one, so uh, would you please rank seasons in your order of Ooh. least, All right, or, from, or fit, whichever order you from want. From best to worst, okay. it goes three, two, mm-hmm. Five, six, I guess one, and then seven would be my least favorite. Wait, you didn't have four in there. Oh, four. Um, four comes after, so three, two, four. Oh. Really? Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. I like I four. I can see that yeah. in a way. No, Although me I don't, too. I don't know what's up with all the season seven hate. I mean, I'm not. I know. I like. <laughs> well, Ginny has maybe poisoned me because it's been a long time since I watched season seven. <laughs> And I only I so when I watched season one, I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. So maybe it gets bumped up. And season seven gets a lot of hate from me because when they kick her out of the house, I've never I been know. more upset. <laughs> That's my least. Never been yeah. more upset with fictional characters. Yeah. In me my too. Enti- maybe my literally my entire life in a completely irrational nerd rage way, <laughs> and I can't like I cannot stand it at all. I hate it so oh, much. Oh, I'm. So excited to watch season seven now because <laughs> I feel like I understand where you guys are coming from, and I feel like yeah. Jenny's kind of mentioned that's a huge source of like her issues with that season too. But I just somehow in my mind always skate over that part. Like I don't mm-hmm. like it, but it's like to me there's a lot of other good stuff that happens. Oh well, it has um, good moments. Yeah, I think we've talked about yeah. that. It has really good moments, and I I think that's fair. But yeah. I think overall, and I also don't like how they mess with the Uber vampires. Yeah, know. that. Kind of power level, which again is very nerdy, but yeah, it, does and it has it has some inconsistencies. I do like that we at least um, admitted to that. Yeah, yeah, I just had to finish the story. Yeah, it, there, <laughs> but it did bother me. Um, okay, do you have a favorite finale? A favorite season finale? Favorite season finale is um, the second one. The second season. Okay, I think it's my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Just as a finale. Yeah, uh, it's hard to it's hard to really beat that. I think. Though I do think the series finale is quite strong. Yeah. It's just a finale, but the second one is my favorite. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? Uh, the one where, spoilers, the one where <laughs> Faith and Buffy switch bodies. Oh, that is a I really like that one, too. And the one later this season where the, what have we been talking about? The ghost. Oh, the, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the I'll only have eyes for you one. Oh, yes. I, I can't think of it. I don't think that's the name that of the episode. That episode is so good. That, that is, is one of really my good. We've talked about it like four times yeah, this we, weekend. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that it. That is really one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Oh. Ugh, okay. Oh, do you have a favorite line? That's like a weird thing to have. <laughs> uh, I like the when, um, again, spoilers, when Giles is killing uh, Glory and what's his name? Ben. I like how he talks about her being a hero. Yeah. Oh, that's you guys pick more goofy lines, and that's fine, but yeah. I really like that. I like, like that you couldn't remember his name 
because the whole joke in that. So oh, yeah, I know, yeah, it works. Yeah, it can remember that they're the it's same very person. Meta. It works on all levels. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that because it sums up yeah. like, the whole show. Yeah. And it sums up his relationship with her, which mm-hmm. I really like their relationship Me too. more than I like most. I mean, it's one of my favorite relationships in the whole show. Yeah. And I like what it says about Giles. Me too. And I like actually what it says about Buffy, both in, like, in a good way and a bad way. Yeah. Because, like, you could argue that... You do have a lot of feelings about heroes that do enjoy I do. Kill. I have, I have, different, <laughs> views. I have different views about what heroes too. should and shouldn't be and should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Jordan, like, do I you mean, have a favorite demon? Favorite oh. demon. Like, or or monster of the week. Monster, it doesn't really have yeah. to be a oh, demon, monster I guess. Of the week. But, yeah. Uh, nah, Ooh, I, I feel mean, like I just put him on the spot. Jenny didn't prep you, you really for this. I didn't. You did not prep me with this one. Let me think. I'm reading them off our website, but uh, we didn't we didn't answer that one ourselves. Um, but our answer is a gentleman because we've talked about it before. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'll steal that one. Okay, <laughs> that's a cop out. I fed you but. a line. Yeah, you can also <laughs> mention your least favorite if you feel like you can remember. But there are some doozies. So, um. I do not. I generally don't like that whole the. Um, the bug lady in the first episode. Yeah. Of the uh, I don't like so that. Bad. <laughs> the praying mantis one. Yeah, the praying mantis. I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look great, and Mm-mm. I don't like those kinds of stories Agreed. to begin with. Because it makes them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know boys are dumb, but geez, man, they're real dumb. <laughs> like, to even think. Like, if a teacher hit on me at that age, I'd be like, this is cool, but this, like, what's going on? Yeah. There's something going on. Like, <laughs> she needs something from me, or she's, like, mentally ill. Yeah. Why is she doing this? Yeah. Yeah. That's because you're not a 16-year-old boy in a TV that's true. show. So no, yeah, that's true. That's on true. the WB specifically, because they had a very strong track record of teenage boys and teacher relationships uh, that were... It's almost all that yeah. happened in that point. Yeah. I think One Tree Hill might be the only one that avoided that. Possibly. I haven't Possibly, seen it on One yeah. Tree Hill. I love that show. Okay. Unless it's really that <laughs> Dawson's Creek that. is the only one that actually did it, but it was so dumb that I just think they all did it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's more than just that. Yeah. Um, speaking of dumb teenage boys, this isn't really part of our questionnaire, but and we don't have to get into a super lengthy answer. But I would I would say I want to ask Jordan, as a former teenage boy, do you think the portrayal of Xander as a teenage boy is accurate, or is he just a terrible person? Well, uh, it's it is certainly accurate. Like mm-hmm. it's within the realm of a reason, like or the realm of possibility for a teenage boy to be acting the way he continually acts. I do feel, I would hope that a teenage boy in that world dealing with the circumstances of a slayer and all this supernatural stuff going on mm-hmm. would like rise to the occasion a little bit. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like he never does Yeah. as a teenager. Like as adult Xander, I think is better, mm-hmm. generally speaking, That's from what I can remember again. I haven't watched the show in a long time. Um, I just, he's so, he doesn't, he never learns his lesson. He never yeah. really changes his attitudes. He seems to see nothing. Like, here's what I think is one of the dumbest things they do as a teenage boy. He doesn't pick up on the fact that Willow likes him. Yeah. And as a teenage boy, if a girl liked you, you would go for it. Yeah. On some level. Like, you would try. Just because Buffy is there, you know you're not going to get Buffy. You would go for Willow. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. That's the weirdest, one of the weirder jumps in logic I remember from Willow. But But yeah, he is generally accurate. I think that that's fair. He's an accurate teenage boy. But then he you guys are just harsh, never though, I will fixes say. I feel any like of his problems. Mm, I feel like it's justified. I feel like Jenny gets mad at me sometimes for when I defend Xander in some way. But I, but I, I feel like the root of his 
personality problems is that he's a 16-year-old boy in love with a girl who's not in love with him. And yes. it does so much for the story, but like it makes him extremely petty and unpleasant many yeah. times throughout the show. And like, I will say, as a former teenage boy, when I had girls who, I didn't, who didn't like me, kind of how you guys talk about how Willow just lives like she still has these feelings but she still lives her life yeah you would do that like hopefully xander would do that too well and that's fair in my not in my defense but as an explanation (laughs) as i frequently am i'm looking ahead it's not so much that anything that xander has done up till till this point is like unforgivable it's that he's go i know the things he's going to do and i think those things are a little bit unforgivable so then going back and watching this stuff it's just like oh god you've been this way the whole time it turns out you know that's fair. I think if, if he evolved a little bit better, I wouldn't be so hard on him in the beginning. And he does not, he does seem one of the characters who doesn't evolve as well as some of the other mm-hmm. ones. He's got some good moments, but it, it never gets where it should, I think. I agree. He's constantly around powerful women. He should have a better attitude about them. He should, at the very least, just be used to it. <laughs> yeah. That's the weird thing, is that yeah. every woman around him is more powerful than him. Something <laughs> more powerful than him. You would just, you think you would get used to it. Yeah. It's always shocking to me that, like, him and Willow being lifelong friends is that he's not more used to women being able to defend themselves and take care of themselves because Willow is completely Mm self-sufficient. That is true. Absolutely. Which is something I haven't noticed the last time I watched it, but this time I have been noticing it. It is nice. It is nice. How she, like, just lives her life even though she has, like, these feelings with him or anything else. She just, Mm -hmm. she keeps persisting and going on. I like that about her. Well, and also that she's sort of on the margins of, like, the social life at school but she's not like she's she doesn't feel dissatisfied with her like I guess her position like she's kind of a nerd and she's not like super trendy or fashionable or like really mm-hmm. into all that stuff but she's totally cool with being herself yeah yeah I agree which is actually I have a similar I mean I was an athlete in high school but I was also super nerdy and like I didn't hide it yeah and people would sometimes make fun of me and I didn't really care so I've always liked that about her yeah now so I you're Willow you're Willow. <laughs> I am Willow. If I could only learn magic, that would be the best. But then I wouldn't resurrect my dead friend. Yeah. For yeah. selfish reasons. For yeah. selfish for reasons. reasons. That's true. See, Xander frustrates you in the future. Willow should frustrate you in the future, too. She does. Willow is she does. Pro- got a problem child waiting to happen. Okay, but... But going back and watching these old things, she hasn't had that problem all That's true. Long. No, you're right. You're right. That's you're a problem that right. she That's develops. True. You have to get there. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay. Should we get into it, or... I think oh, you're not, right, not going to ask me the most important oh, right. question. Oh. The single, which I have oh. changed my mind on in the last two weeks. Yeah. I've really done a lot of groundwork. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jordan, are, do, who, who do you ship? I ship Spike. Yes. Because <laughs> I was just kind of going over general Buffy information the last two weeks, and I was thinking about what a Slayer is. Mm-hmm. And obviously Buffy, this doesn't really apply to Buffy because she's an intellectual property and she's the main character. <laughs> okay. But Slayers die. Mm-hmm. Slayers die relatively young. They don't live long lives. She should be with whomever makes her happy. Mm-hmm. And the long term, like one of you has mentioned about how like who you'd want to live a, like build a life with or build a family with. It doesn't matter. She's going to die. She's yeah. going to die soon. So who makes her happy? I think Spike is more capable like even just the sex part of making her happy in the short term, so she should be with Spike if she's gonna be with one of them. Mm, okay, but what so are you I, talking like? I, that doesn't make like okay. Are you talking about Spike with a soul? <laughs> because Spike without a soul does not make Buffy happy. Like they're both miserable. 
Like, oh, I'm talking about Buffy? Spike. It's, I'm talking about like season mean, like, seven, eight, nine. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm talking about going on from the show, Spike. I mean, within the show confines, I can't choose either of them. Yeah, they're both terrible for her. But if I'm looking in the full, yeah. I'm looking forward a little bit. Yeah, and also I've read some of the comics too, so like I kind of know where some of the things go. Well, I know, um, like, and that's not fair. If you look at the no, comics, right. then Angel's basically out of the running. <laughs> that's true, but I, it's not, but see, it's not about that necessarily for me. It is more about the fact that she is a slayer and she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, these early episodes where she's um, wrestling with what, she, this episode that we're going to get in tonight, where she's talking about how she could give it all up, that is like the part of it that I want her to get past, again, because I have these weird things about what heroes should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, once she's a slayer, She's going to die young, and so she should do basically whatever makes her happy. I see. Short of, like, self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So if Spike makes her happy, and I think Spike, post the show, is more capable of making her happy, so mm-hmm. I pick Spike. So Sorry. this isn't the first time you've alluded to it, and if it's not too long of an answer, I'm actually, now I'm really curious, what do you think a hero should be? Hero, so... That's a good question. You guys talk about, like, Dark Giles and the darker things Giles does in order to, like, get the job done Mm -hmm. or to protect Buffy or to protect anyone he cares about. That is what a hero does. A hero is, like, a sin eater for me in that they consume, they do the bad, like, if it's a necessary thing to get it done, you do it. Hmm. And Buffy is sometimes not... I mean, I guess technically Giles doesn't give her a chance to kill Glories. Like, technically we don't know. Right. (laughs) But... The show portrays Buffy in a very specific way of how she is a hero, and I fundamentally disagree with that being a hero. I think the sh- Angel in the show, in Angel's show, mm. does a better job of that because sometimes he does do the dark, quote unquote, necessary thing to get the job done, so to speak. So well, and my... other characters on Angel are allowed to do that as well. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, and it's like in other. Uh, fiction, like I hate the fact that Batman doesn't kill. Yeah, I think it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, I love, man, I love the character, but I hate that when they throw it in your face that he can't kill because he's it would whatever. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I prefer characters like not that they go around killing everybody, right? But like when the situation calls for it, you have to put someone down, hmm. and I appreciate that so more as a hero. It sounds like who what you're saying is the true hero of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is Giles the Watcher. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I think, I think we've talked a lot about how Giles is, like, by his training and his his own calling of, like, being the Watcher who... So you could argue that part of being the Watcher is protecting the Slayer from having to make some of these hard choices. Right, because, right. Because since usually they are young girls who mm-hmm. aren't perhaps wise or they don't experience enough to actually make those hard choices and make those mm-hmm. calls, like, the Watcher is there to make those decisions for them. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, and, that's a really tough yeah. job. And also the the thing, like the the calculations that the watchers have to make over, you know, what to tell the Slayer and mm-hmm. whether it's fair to withhold stuff or not. And we'll see that more like next season. But um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I like that answer. That. Yeah, and yeah. I I feel like that is a, again kind of like how you were saying that you really like their relationship. I mean, that is one of the things that. I think one of my main arguments, like rewatching this show, is that like how special Buffy is and how special she's allowed to be because of all the s- surrounding circumstances. And I do think Giles is a huge part of that. Now, yes. even, like I don't think that I don't one hundred percent agree with what you're saying about heroes. But what I like is that in the show, you they need both of them. Yeah, and I like you know, that. Like dyna- the, and that and I like the dynamic, dynamic regardless of he, like he is doing that so yes. that she can do this other thing, and that yeah. totally becomes like a plot point later on, right? Is that like he needs her to not have to make those decisions because it's going to make her harder to do 
the bigger things that she does end up having to do. Like he wants her to still feel motivated by the people in her life and the right. love in her life. So if she has to do all these terrible things, it might like kind of ruin that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Of it, so. No, I, yeah, I, even if I dis, I disagree with like her style of hero to I certainly enjoy the dynamic of yeah. the show. And I'm not against it. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I think we'll have to go back to that, especially as the seasons go on. Well, and in, like in Angel, it's everywhere. Right. The right. last three seasons are all about that kind right. of stuff. Well, because as much as we talked about how surprising Buffy gets this early in the show and, you know, how it does get a little bit darker later, you know, Mm -hmm. Angel goes even darker. So dark. And And so fast, too. It goes fast. Yeah, it goes fast, too. We were just watching the first three episodes and they're just like off the charts already. already, I forgot the order of episodes. They're already doing things. I've forgotten that they do so early in the show. Okay. Well, I think we should get into the episodes because... This was a really great catch-up, but we got to talk <laughs> no, about that. No, this is important. Like, I actually, this is why I, I love asking people about their relationship to the show because I think in some ways a lot of people love it for very similar reasons, but also, mm-hmm. like, I think the thing, like, the reason the show is still finding an audience and, like, still endures is, like, it hits you on a very personal level. And, like, right, right. it's really interesting, like, what different people get out of it. Like, you know, I think, Jenny, you and I have similar like a similar view and like feeling about the show but we have very different ways that we both came to it and like different things that we like about it for different reasons and like we watched it, most of it together yeah um, yeah and i watched it like backwards to me yeah yeah, yeah. and but you maybe have a lot that different forms your mm-hmm. opinions of it too because like you weren't introduced to everything right away and like came back to some of the backstory a little bit later yeah i think it's also interesting because you have a lot or i think like what the way you were talking about it, you know, Buffy isn't what you came to first. Whereas for me, it's one of the first like oh, yeah, really no, big nerd not, endeavors that I it's ever one had. Of the la- it's one of the yeah, almost so, the yeah. latter day things that I really mm-hmm. got into. Like I had other stuff that is much more formative to my yeah. youth, so to speak. Whereas like this is how I've learned to view all yeah exactly no, this <laughs> all is like, nerd and yeah, superhero no, I mean, and like you'd have to get into like Star Wars and Star Trek and mm-hmm. like Dungeons and Dragons, like all and all these comic books. Like you'd have to get a lot more stuff to get to what formed me mm-hmm. as a person, so yeah. to speak. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's definitely different. But that's why okay, I like so about your show. It's so different than mine. Where Jordan Jesus. is coming from. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we can see how his uh, view on hero hero heroinism heroin heroism. heroism. Well, heroism. I was going to say heroinism because she's technically oh, because she's a hero. Oh, right. Heroin, we true. also don't have to gender it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, hmm. let's get into what's my line. Okay. Um, do you want to do them separately or do we want to just talk I, about it? I think I'm just going to do like a very brief yeah, run through or maybe yeah, Jordan I wants so to too. do it. Um, no, I'm not, good. I'm not good at recapping stuff like this. <laughs> I'm terrible, but I'll give it a shot. Um, okay. I'm just going to do kind of the overall arc of both episodes because yeah, I, I think, think that makes the most um, sense. Much like The Harvest and Welcome to the Hellmouth, these mm-hmm. are not a two-parter they're very much one long story. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I meant to look it up and I forgot to, um, but I was if interested if they aired on the same night or if they were spread out with a week between them. Because, yeah, I always forget to look that up too. Yeah, um, because they, they really are just a long story in one um, two-parter. Um, okay, so the basic premise of this, it's uh, career week at school and Buffy's on her another... Daily example of poor me, I'm the slayer, I just want to be a regular girl. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but in this case, it's actually really poignant because, like, everyone's thinking about their future, and Buffy's 
having to actively confront that she might not even have one, let right. alone one that would be normal and, you know, actually provide her a living wage of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, she's kind of in a bad mood because of that. So, um, you know, Angel's trying to cheer her up and wants to take her on a on a real date. <laughs> and um, in the meantime, though, of course, Buffy can't have normal things like dating mm-hmm. um, and career week because Spike and Drusilla are up to no good. And we kind of start to get into why they stole a book from Giles or had one of their men right. steal a book because they want to... It took to, my book. Yeah. They want to <laughs> perform a ritual to uh, cure Drusilla of her mystery ailment that mm-hmm. really now causes massive bruising on her arms. I... Honestly, don't know what's wrong with her. Yeah, <laughs> we could talk about that in a bit, but like that's the big sticking point for me is like they never define what's actually wrong with her. It is weird, um, yeah. So, in order to distract Buffy while this is going on, they decide to send what they find out is the the Order of Tarakis after her, um, which is a trio of assassins. No, that, an unending. Well, no, no, no. It's a oh, trio okay. of assassins, but then as they get slowly. Um, felled one by one, I guess, by Buffy and mm-hmm. her friends. Um, more will keep coming, but we don't really see more than three, so I guess that's, that's why I think of them as a trio. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, over the two episodes, we see Buffy and her friends discover these assassins and try to fight them off one by one, but it's all a big bruise to distract Buffy while um, Spike and Drusilla kidnap Angel because Angel is Drusilla's sire and can cure her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... To throw a bomb into the mix. <laughs> who, we, who we first think is probably another assassin coming to attack Buffy turns out to be... I do not want to do the accent because I... No, I, please I don't. I so many problems with it, but it's Kendra, the mm-hmm. vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. Because another vampire slayer. Another vampire slayer because <laughs> we remember that Buffy died at the end of last season. She and technically she died. died for a minute. There's a new slayer. Mm-hmm. So that kind of throws a wrench into the whole uh, story as well. And I mentioned this in no particular order because yeah, I don't I really want to talk fair. about it that way. There's just yeah. a lot going on in these episodes. And, uh, oh, yeah, Xander and Cordelia start making out. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Against their wills, apparently. <laughs> apparently. But we all saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And Buffy goes ice skating. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, cool. So that's the basic plot points of what goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Willow and Oz finally meet. Oh, right. Of course. That's yeah. true. Oops. And I guess the cure kind of works. Yeah. yeah. By the end of it, Drusilla's been restored. Yeah. And we see Spike kind of incapacitated and mm-hmm. Drusilla's new and strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. So cool. So let's, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, See, Jordan, you can't be any worse at that than I was. <laughs> That's I probably, that was I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, okay. I would have been just as all over the place as anyone else. <laughs> I, was just, I was worried about trying to tell it like in order. That mm-hmm. was what I was concerned about. You know, and. that might be nice for people, but I <laughs> have to like actually write down what I'm going to say if I were to do that. So Yes. Uh, and I don't, obviously. <laughs> so um, I never did any kind of career testing in high school. Was that a thing you guys did? Or did I, did I miss that. it? No. So I went to junior college, oh. and they do that stuff. You have to mm. take, essentially, a career. Like, you take the Myers-Briggs. You okay. take a bunch of other stuff. You have to do all that. So what I did, did do that in college. What did it tell you you were supposed to be? I got teacher. Okay. Um, I don't remember the rest. Okay. But I did get teacher, which at the time is what I wanted to do. It's so like, oh, yeah. this is goal. Yeah. But, yeah. So I did all that stuff. For mm-hmm. like a, I, 
I did that for a whole class. Like, these people just do it. How long is their career week? It's a week. Yeah. I did it for a whole semester. It okay. was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why they're asking them questions about, like, do you like shrubs, though? Um, I think it's I for a joke effect in that Probably, case. yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a real question. But, okay, so, yeah, they're, so they're doing this test, which is, I think, weird to most of us who didn't have to ever do that. But then also... Like, how does Buffy, like, why does she not know how to answer questions on this test? It's kind well, of weird. I think it's just because she's so overwhelmed because she knows it's not going to amount to anything. Yes, her. I agree. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's the whole backdrop to this whole thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess it's nice to have, like, a career week at school for the juniors, I suppose. I'm, mm-hmm. I, it seems like something they should also be doing with the Oh, that's right. Instead. They are juniors, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good point. That's mm-hmm. way too early. Also, yeah. in the middle, I also want to mention, in the middle of this career fair, career week, whatever they have, like, obviously, Buffy's slayer life kind of intervenes, but you essentially have what is a school shooting, okay? Yes. Oh, my God, we were talking and about that, no too. And no one really seems that bothered by it. Yeah. It is all. totally nuts. We were saying that 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 wouldn't even air. Like, they wouldn't even yeah, think that's to totally do that. True. Yeah, that's totally true. And that cop so would have really pulled, like, a knife or something. A season, like, a season later, right. they had they an have. intentional school shooting episode that they didn't air because it was set to air, like, a week after Columbine happened. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, obviously it's not like someone showed up to, like, shoot the students on purpose or whatever, but, like, there a shooting a student got shot and there mm-hmm. was essentially a shooting at the school and it's like completely glossed over at the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah, no, I agree. That is weird. Also, that again, that like it doesn't kind of uh, just basically get more attention from everybody as like, oh, maybe something weird is going on here because this person wasn't even a cop, maybe. Well, <laughs> ironically, we have the perpetrator of the next school shooting asking, was that a mm-hmm. demonstration? Right. Which, yeah, that's oh. true. I was like, hmm, maybe he was taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god, well he's not, that's not what he's doing in that episode. Okay. I always forget that Oz gets shot in this episode too, though, actually, as a result of that. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he totally gets shot. Yeah. Um, which is really neither here nor there, but it does make, it is funny to watch someone who's, who never reacts to anything have a crazy, something totally dramatic happen. weird relationship with guns. Like, to actually see someone get shot, seems weird. Yeah. People get shot with crossbows all the time, but to see someone actually get shot with a gun does feel weird for the show. It, it is a little bit like if someone suddenly brought guns to, like, Game of Thrones, right? Like, it just is mm-hmm. weird. They they fight with, like, swords and wooden weapons on this well, show. Although Darla had guns. <laughs> she did, but that's why it was so thrilling when she yeah. showed up. Because, like, the like when you're used to these relatively quiet weapons, like stakes and swords and crossbows, like, when someone brings guns, it's shocking. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of like, oh, right, these things exist. And yeah. they're very loud and they hurt people. <laughs> And they would yeah. still hurt vampires. Like, they would still be effective. But that's not... That's whatever. That's yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> I um, think it's ridiculous that Xander is upset that they want him to be a prison, prison guard. guard. That's a very good job yeah. for a somewhat dumb guy like him who has no college prospects. Yeah. That is a perfectly good career for yeah. him. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> he's so offended by it. Yeah. I mean, he's always irrational. That's true. <laughs> I think it's also because Cordelia kind of makes fun of him for it. Which true. Now he's maybe getting sensitive too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that bothered me for some <sighs> Yeah. But I do I I you know what I always wonder? I maybe they answered this, but I don't think so. So in the as we've okay, so like we were just talking about, right, the cop turns out to be one of the 
order of Tanaka, right? She's there to hunt to hunt Buffy. So did Buffy only get placed in the law enforcement career path because of that, or was that really oh, what she got on her test? Well, see, because I it was makes sort sense. Of wondering that because it does make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense on both levels that Buffy might test into it, but also mm-hmm. that. Um, they put her there just to figure out who she was, especially because mm-hmm. of the way she like um, asked her name and waited until like Buffy had signed up. Like mm-hmm. it's unclear if the um, well, no, I guess it is clear. These assassins do know her identity. Like the mm-hmm. other guy sets up shop outside her house, so right. they do know who she oh, yeah. is. Um, but it is interesting in that way that they call her out. I was wondering also like if she really was supposed to be testing into law enforcement or if, mm-hmm. uh, cause, cause that assassin was dressed like a cop. So yeah. Yeah. Full. Also so she was, was prepared, interesting. Yeah. Did you guys notice when, um, Buffy's walking down the hallway after Giles tells her about this order that's been called to kill her and mm-hmm. he's saying like, you know, you don't know who they are. You'll never know. And like, but so she's kind of like skittish around all the people. Like, um, like when she, that's when she attacks Oz. Mm-hmm. But, um, when the uh, so the card that Drusilla lays down in the tarot deck is mm-hmm. like a leopard, um, mm-hmm. which I assume is supposed to be that lady. But then when she kind of looks at Buffy, you kind of hear a growl in the soundtrack. Oh, funny! Oh. I didn't hear that. I had never noticed that before, and I, I don't know <laughs> if it's really that's what it was or the music was just kind of weird. But I rewound it a few times, and it really sounds like an animal kind hmm. of like growling very softly. It was like huh. it was very clever. Yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. I did not notice that. Um, I'm, it might be completely. Not actually a thing, but no, I think it that makes sense. Like one. Yeah, I definitely noticed the tarot card, and I was like, eh, I don't get that one. <laughs> the other <laughs> I think ones, it's like, I forget um, what the other ones are, but they definitely made sense, and that one was kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I never really thought about that, but I guess it's like more like she's really the unknown one, like kind mm-hmm. of working, like, um, sure. Everyone kind of knows first off something's off with that salesman, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then you really know something's off when he mm-hmm. turns into a pile Starts of mealworms. Starts dripping bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was a little unclear how that would kill a person, but so was I. Like, yeah. these slow moving worms. What are they going to do to me? I assume he was eating them, but you never know. I know. You're right. I, I they mean, don't that get must be what it. it is, but it did not visually did not quite work. Yeah, yeah, because like, you never creepy. actually see him like envelop that lady in like his total mealwormness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we kind of see him like attempt to do it to Cordelia, like he falls on her. Mm-hmm. Um, to very little effect, yeah. though. Yeah, if it's true. like an ambush. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, then, true. Um, he had plenty of time to guy, kill her. Yeah, yeah, and then the other guy, like we kind of assume he's an assassin based, I guess, just because he looks like the Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, but but I also so that whole sequence I actually really like because it's actually really clever how they definitely convince you that Kendra is one of the assassins. Totally, yeah. She's introduced with two of them, so you've seen three. You think, mm-hmm. and then Drusilla laid out three cards, so you think mm-hmm. that's you know who they are, and she seems to be going after Buffy and Angel. So of course, yeah. It, it's such a clever misdirection, I think. I mean, I mean, now it's probably like you could see it coming from. A mile away oh, I don't, show, but like, having not seen the episode in a long time, I think it works pretty well. Like, yeah. I obviously do know who she is, but yeah. I think it works really well. Regardless. Well, I think especially because even though you might be able to predict that she's not one of the order, you would not be able. I don't think it's obvious at all that there's another Slayer. Like that's, that's that is really too. out of left field. That's such I mean, a, not. Yeah. I, I think they do explain it sufficiently, but well, no, they do. argue. No, they do. <laughs> okay. They do. Okay. She died. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. but I, I guess have I never a lot of really questions t- yeah. about Kendra, um, mm. which I guess we can get into. Yeah, um, okay. Since we're talking about her, but I, 
so there's so much about Kendra and her being a slayer. Like, okay, I get that Buffy died and Kendra was called, but mm-hmm. Buffy at this point died, like, what, six months ago? Like, mm-hmm. this is How a very short time know? that Kendra yeah. has become very proficient and all of this. And so the way she's kind of describing this, it sounds like her family knew from a very young age yeah. that she could potentially be a slayer. Yes. And so I wonder how they knew that. I feel like and they allude to that other times as well throughout the show, though, that some yeah, people do know that they're supposed to be slayers, or even really that Buffy is the anomaly for them not knowing. Actually, we had this part Yeah, of this the Watchers seem to know where potential. are. I think are most of the slayers are. are marked, yeah. And is there an explanation for why they miss Buffy, or do they miss Buffy? I think we, I think they did miss Buffy. Okay, but there's not they really an explanation They never really address it in that. the show. It's sort no. of alluded in the to movie, a little yeah. bit in the movie, but less said about that, the better. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. But, but I do but always have the impression that she should have gotten reached out to sooner than she did. Whereas I think for most of the other Slayers, it might not be that they're raised as a potential and given away the way that they, that Kendra says she was, but I do feel like, I think even Faith had like a heads up before she got called. I'm pretty sure. That sounds right. And they find them all I don't know about that. Like I will have to see when Faith shows up, Mm -hmm. if they allude to that, because I was very confused by that. Like that this idea that they would give her, like, because it, it sounded like she was taken from her family when she was young, not mm-hmm. like six months ago, right? And mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's been training for years to be as good as she is. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, she has Buffy all the skills. been doing this forever, but she's been doing it for a couple of years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kendra definitely is, like, technically perfect in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, she's I, read all this stuff. Like, she's got this background. But I... I would love to know more about how they go about identifying young girls. Yeah. And also, I mean, they're going to do it again later. So the major issue that I have is there, as we learn later, there is a watcher's council. Mm -hmm. How do they not know that Buffy is alive or, (laughs) or that if she had, cause I'm sure Giles reported that she momentarily died. And then like, I'm sure there's some kind of log that he keeps, you know, mm-hmm. like he has these journals and I'm sure there's like a reporting system, but like, how do they not know that Buffy is alive? And then, so they start, start training this other slayer and yeah. then no one thinks to go, Oh wait, maybe we don't need her. Or, <laughs> or maybe they were like, Hey, or at the great, very least you slayers. tell Giles. Like, exactly. You just yeah. tell Giles there's two slayers. Yeah, it's like, so they weird should that be they so lucky to have two slayers. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so weird that like, Buffy and Giles are just now hearing about this. It does make that's that, the, that that's part the doesn't least, make sense. To that's me. one of those yeah. like early show mm-hmm. things where I don't think it through. I I suspect. I agree because I can get behind the Kendra being Kendra thing being different. I don't think it's outrageous to think that in certain parts of the world people are more accepting about uh, like are more in tune with. Ugh. Like the, no, I don't want to say like, more in tune with, but just like oh maybe in other places people the, are more aware of like the magical yeah. underpinnings yeah. of the world. So Absolutely. if you're if they where you're raised, it doesn't even have to be a different part of the world. Really, but just like if the bartender is a good example, that yeah. he clearly knows what's going on, and he yeah. clearly moves in that world. It would not be so crazy to think that there are other parents, families, other families or small yeah. groups, yeah. that are aware. Right, but so I just feel like it comes across though as like the writers were like, "I know, let's have another Slayer suddenly show up because we had Buffy die. Wouldn't it be cool if we did this?" And like, mm-hmm. yes, it's cool, but like no one because they never take the time to kind of explain like some of these loopholes. Yeah. The only, the, the only, and the problem with that now is because also they make these really horrific, like, comments and jokes about, like, Kendra being really backwards and, like, 
only mm, having yeah. one shirt oh. and like yeah. and all this stuff. It's well, like it comes yeah, across that... more as like this excuse of like, oh, she's from Africa. Yeah. Africa's really like backwards. Therefore, they wouldn't have picked up the phone or had a phone to like yeah, call it does, Buffy and like it does come it across reads very um, problematic. Oh no, it reads terribly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that she, in her yeah. accent. Yeah, oh, God, she's, she's accent, supposed to be Jamaican. I, I thought, but is she? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be. I'm pretty sure she's Jamaican. I, Although I don't think she said it in the episode. So. I'm pretty sure she is too, but only because I think I've read that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I they said it in the episode. I was thinking she was like African, but that makes more sense if she's Jamaican. I, But again, I can't identify the accent because I yeah. don't know if they had that actress do it on purpose or if she came up with it, but it's crazy offensive, I think. And Yeah, too, it's not the like, best work. Just at best, very problematic. Yeah, at best. And I like I said when we were watching it, it's like she's from the 1850s. Right. Like, like she, she doesn't know how to get on a plane. She doesn't know whatever. But she speaks perfect, you know, but she does speak English yeah. and she's wearing perfect eye makeup. But so, she doesn't like, know how planes <laughs> work. Like she doesn't know how to get a yeah. ticket. Like they're explaining that to her. Yeah. No, I think she, I think she, she knew, but. She was trying she, to be secret. She was trying, she's taking this undercover thing like really seriously. Right. True. Yeah, true, 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 true. That's fair. Yeah. Um, well, Yeah. However, I do I do like Kendra herself. You know, she's yeah. very earnest. She's doing her best. And she she's is right. A great, she's right a lot in this episode. She is right about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know, again, it's like I mean, as much as you know, obviously Buffy is the hero of the series, and I love Buffy. But like, maybe she could follow the rules a little bit more sometimes. Well, see, I thought be the that was interesting in because world. I thought that was Giles making a choice to cater to his Slayer, like what his Slayers. Mm-hmm. Strengths and weaknesses are at. Yes, obviously she she could read like a little bit more, right. but like and Kendra's strengths and weaknesses are maybe more disciplined and like studious mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Whereas Buffy is not built that way. Mm-hmm. So you would like to think that the Watchers are at least somewhat adaptable to how their Slayers are because each Slayer would be a different person. I think it's only Giles. I think the other ones. Yes, yeah, see, that's the problem. Thing is, I agree with that as better. we see yeah. later on the show. But that's what, what, another reason I like about Giles is Giles is like. Giles is like he's a good the, teacher. like he's into tradition, but he's mm-hmm. not stuck in it. Right. Which I always appreciate in characters. Yeah, I agree with that. It's interesting how Kendra is um, comes down on Team Xander in regards to Angel. I know. <laughs> Ugh. I think yeah. they would be friends because they both think he should die. Ugh. That's true. That is. Ugh. True. <laughs> and again, but from her viewpoint, it's hard to argue with he. As no, a no, no, that's fair. Kendra yeah. gets a pass on that. She hasn't seen enough about him. And even, I mean, I think it's safe to argue that none of them maybe need to trust Angel. I do think it. That's true. I, I think an argument could be made that they shouldn't trust him. I think that's fine. I no. just think that Xander's only reason for arguing well, that is yes. because he's jealous, not because he has any real convictions about vampires that's or true. demons. And ironically, Giles seems to trust him pretty. I know. Yeah. Pretty explicitly. <laughs> no questions. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the other thing that I like about the Kendra or what we get out of Kendra is basically my favorite (laughs) other than my favorite line that I wrote on the website, which is, Oh my God, did it sing? Which is my favorite line. My uh, second favorite line in the whole series is when Kendra and Buffy are kind of arguing about fighting, right? Like in the, the first, the first scene that they have together is them battling it out until they both realize that they're both slayers and they have to sort it out. And Buffy makes a comment to Kendra later about like, well, I totally would have won anyway. And she goes on this whole rant about, well, it's because you're not, you know, yes, you're technically perfect and yes, you're really disciplined, but like you don't fight with any emotion and that's how I fight and that's why I'm going to win. And then she says, like, basically Kendra tells her it's a weakness and she's like, oh, my my emotions aren't a weakness. They give me strength. I wrote it down and I'm not reading it. So that's not exactly what the line is, but I just really I really, really like that. No, moment. I think one. that is totally the one of the main arguments of the show. I think it is a good argument that still 
is relevant today. You know, that it's like, it's still so often that we talk about emotions as though there's some sort of problem that need to be dealt with instead of like a totally normal facet of everybody's personality. It's a classic Captain Kirk argument Mm -hmm. against Spock, so that you Mm -hmm. know it's a good line. Mm Well, if you if you think about it that way, it could be true that Buffy is a little bit the Kirk to Kendra Spock. In totally, yeah. Well, abs- no, yeah, she ab- she absolutely is. I think that that actually probably works better than I have ever thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about it, yeah. But she's yeah. Uh, the line is, "My emotions give me power. They are total assets." I literally have stars around it in my notes. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> find it when I was trying to say it. <laughs> you that- know, the other thing about the Kendra. Um, situation that brings up is this is the first time Buffy starts to really consider and it's kind of sad in some way because mm-hmm. um you know we start out this episode Buffy's you know depressed because she feels like she doesn't have a future and even so Giles is still trying to actively encourage her to consider one like you know he he's kind of all about this law enforcement idea mm-hmm. um well having just also, watched Angel we realized that, that would be a perfect job for a slayer totally just make him a yeah. cop yeah absolutely but like Then the other thing about this, though, is, like, Kendra and then later Faith, like, kind of, um, it kind of opens this window for Buffy of, like, maybe it doesn't have to be this all-or-nothing kind of situation. When you Mm -hmm. introduce the idea of two slayers, you kind of introduce a different future for her. Um, And at the same time, knowing how that goes down the road, it's depressing to think about. But um, I do like at this point that that's also kind of the like what Kendra represents to this as a whole. Um, Like an opportunity to not be stuck with it? And I like yeah. that it makes you her. Mean, okay. I like that it makes her think about it. Like she's wrestling with what her choice and like her yeah. destiny is. And later I, but, on, she kind of does it even more so. But I like that she's hmm. thinking about it. Yeah, but also she also in a way she kind of gives Buffy this. You know, she plants this seed of this idea of like, you know, oh, there's someone else that could do this. But also, she kind of also makes Buffy realize Buffy doesn't want someone else to right. be doing this. Like, Buffy gets really jealous over yeah. Kendra's mere existence. Yeah, that's so, true. you know, like, she's, one minute she's whining about having to be the chosen one, and then she's sort of arguing that she's the more chosen one. Right, 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 right. Well, I think when she's talking about going to Disneyland, mm-hmm. she's like, but Disneyland will get tired after a couple mm-hmm. months. I think that's, what she's really saying there is that, I, I think this is a life for me, right. even if I have second guesses about it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I feel like my slightly, it's basically the same take as you, but slightly different is that like, I, I don't love that. I don't love that Buffy thinks that it's an option for her to not be this layer because right. really it would be such a waste of like mystical given yes. chosenness to I just be like, too, but I'm just, you know, I'm going to go do well, not, the, I'm not be, be an, the slayer, just not be it full time. But I still feel like, Either way, I still feel like that's a little I do bit feel like wasteful. Vacations would but, be more acceptable. <laughs> but what I do, what I do like, is that I think kind of what we're all circling to is that it makes her choose that. It, she by the end of this episode, she's starting to choose that as what she's going to do. Right. She's not. It's not going to only be this thing that's been foisted upon her, but she's going to take it. She is going to kind of start to own it a little bit more. Yeah, she this is my duty. This well. is she the thing that I want to do. It. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that that's important. You know, it is important that she ultimately gets to make that decision for herself and not just have to continue to do this thing. And I think when you talk about Buffy being special, Mm -hmm. that's another, like her friends and her family are pretty special considering other slaves Mm -hmm. and they don't have any of that. But the fact that she almost had these outs that gave her this chance to think about it and go more and embrace it more fully, I think probably make her a better slayer as Mm -hmm. well. Okay. So another thing that I want to bring up is, so the whole Spike and Drusilla thing going on in the background or really Drusilla going on in the background of this episode, because 
They end up kidnapping Angel, and then she ends up torturing Angel. Yeah. Quite specifically. Um, and, I, you know, again, just kind of, as we're always kind of exploring what being a vampire really is, you know, she is still mad about everything that Angel did to her. At least it comes across that way, right? Like, yes. she's specifically taunting him about the things that he did to her family and specifically hurting him in, you know, just trying to recreate things that he's done or just bring it all up again. The only... But if, if we go by, might, like, oh, the established, sorry, but if we go by yeah. the established, like, story of what actually happens when you become a vampire. Exactly. That makes no sense. It doesn't, she yeah. she should, in fact, be cheering on what he did to her exactly. family. Exactly. Like, she shouldn't exactly. care at all. But, yeah, she seems, she's got, like, 200 years of, like. Pent up know, anger, yeah. Pent up, yeah, pent up feelings about what he did to her and her family. And maybe it's more, like, it comes across as she's coming up with very specific examples of what she did to her or he did to her family because she knows, and to her because she knows it will hurt him. But maybe right, right. even yeah. Drusilla the vampire, what she's really mad about is because human Drusilla was driven slightly insane. Vampire mm-hmm. Drusilla is also slightly insane. Mm-hmm. And maybe she doesn't really enjoy that because yeah. it does seem like her whole insanity slash like ESP kind of thing is kind of painful. So yeah, absolutely. it could be yeah. that she's mad about that really, but and she's we've using already- these specific things to torture him. And we have established that the vampires clearly care about some things. Right. And maybe they don't all care about their families, but maybe she does. Like, maybe vampire just yeah. does. Like, whereas vampire angel maybe didn't or mm-hmm. doesn't. Or I guess the puzzling thing is that she did run around Europe with Angel for a, a long... You know, they were part of the same gang for a while. But maybe when, as long as he was Angelus and evil, she at least respected him or there was some sort maybe of she alpha was a dynamic. better then? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe she wasn't as in a weird situation mm, mentally. Maybe you're right, yeah. I, I mean, know. it's true. Like, it, I mean, she clearly was always insane, but is she more insane because she's ill? Like, we don't really yeah. know. Um, yeah, I would God, say if the only they would that is explain no, to us what is wrong yeah. with her. <laughs> and I do feel um, like it is, it's full. It, I do think it's possible that at this point they meant it more as she's just doing those things to hurt Angel because mm-hmm. she knows what Angel is now. She knows that it will hurt Angel. Yeah. I think that's possible. I don't agree with it, but I do think that's very possible. Yeah. The writers were at least framing it that way. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot of sense. But we do also have a history of Drusilla being a little bit obsessed with her past. Like she, right. in mm-hmm. the previous episode, was singing that lullaby that right. her mom used to sing her and right. not talking to Angel about it. And that was sort of just a hint to us that... They, they had, had that past, yeah. I, it, I agree. It's a little weird to me that she's torturing him so specifically mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of um, we could, there's a lot of arguments we could make yeah. for why that's not totally yeah. out of and they all track yeah. they do all track but I definitely think it's notable and it definitely stood out to me as a like oh a Drusilla is still mad about this yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she did not um, get over everything just by turning magic you know instantly turning into yeah. a vampire I mean I still I like I said earlier I'm very confused as to what's actually wrong with her because she from the story was trampled or hurt or whatever by an angry mob in Prague. Mm-hmm. They thought she was dead. She's not. But she just seems to be really weak and then now getting weaker and like has all these bruises up and down her arm mm-hmm. and then apparently the answer to all of this is some magic cross that mm-hmm. decodes a text that gives them this cure that Angel can like cure her with his blood or something. But like it's all very kind of like, you know, Maltese Falcon, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's no real like meaning to any of that. It's just like the, the, um, the thing to get all of this in motion. But it is like, 
the lack of specifics of like why actually this would ever happen to a vampire like continues to bug me. Yeah. Um, especially when we see vampires get shot, we see them get stabbed everywhere but the heart. We see them get you know hit with swords and like all this stuff, and like they all seem to come through fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's her pre-existing. Maybe, maybe it's she all was in her head. More fragile. Or, or, yeah, but maybe it's just all. Well, no, the brute. But they needed. Well, yeah, but they did you, need Angel. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's all in her head, it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. But a lot of it could be in her head. Yeah. Because she's already so mentally unbalanced. Maybe. But she's clearly so much stronger after the ceremony, though. Like well, yeah. It yeah. Like a physical thing. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Regardless of how inconsistent it is, clearly the ritual worked. Yeah. For to whatever extent sure. it could work. I don't hmm. know. It's very inconsistent. You're right. Um. Okay. Here's another question. Uh, going along Spike and Drusilla still. What is it that they do to get the order? You know, what are they, how are they paying them? Are they just paying them money? Like, what why, bat signal did they send out? Yeah, why do these, <laughs> again, and they like, they go out of their way to mention that, like, some of them are humans, some of them are demons, some of them are whatever. Like, what could, is it just that those are, they are all forsworn to do this if somebody calls it? Or, you He's know, gotta be really paying them. He's gotta something. be paying them. Either they owe him from the past, but the like, whole order. Maybe like, maybe they're like it's like an honor, like they have a sense of honor, so like it's mm. an honor debt type thing. Or he's just paying them in cash. Or he's got to be just paying them in he cash. This is kind of funny that they. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. It but does seem very mundane. So he pays them, but does he pay them to kill the slayer, or only pays them when they kill the slayer? And yeah, that's a good question. Once too. they kill these three assassins, why do they not ever hear from this order again? That they do talk. They question. do talk this order up, and then they do not follow through yeah, at all. Oh, they'll never stop coming for you, Buffy. <laughs> except they're definitely we're going to forget about them after this episode. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't feel like Touché. it's well thought out at all. Um, I guess once some of them got taken out by a pair of teenagers, they just decided it was too embarrassing to show their faces there again. Yeah, but they know they're slayers. No, I'm talking about the bug guy that gets taken out by Cordelia yeah, and Xander. Well, the bug guy is... He does not perform no, he does not. in any way. He's clearly like a rookie or something. Mm, yeah, yeah maybe. Or something. But well, maybe they canceled the contract and we just never... Okay. Off screen or something. That's true. But maybe because they think Spike is dead, they decided it's over. That's maybe. not a bad point. Cause like, I really should have said it, but yeah. Yeah, but like that would work. It's like if he is dead, we don't owe anyone anything anymore. Mm-hmm. That kind of works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of some of these assassins, like, and I think this is because I've been watching too much like Game of Thrones, but that, like, when she slits that guy's throat with the ice skate. Oh my god! I was just gonna bring I, that up. All I could think was how there's no blood. No in blood. There. Like, <laughs> we decided he wasn't human then, but maybe he was. Yeah, I, I, Allie, do you yeah. think he can't be human? Right. I don't know. I mean, he seemed like he could pass as human, for mm-hmm. sure. Sure. But he also didn't... He, uh, was over, he wasn't just beating up Angel. He was overpowering yeah. Angel, like, kind of in a brute That's force true. kind of way. But he didn't um, dust one sheet. That's true. I guess she didn't fully behead him, but he, but yeah, he but can't have been a vampire be because he wouldn't have been killed. Yeah, he's not a Let's vampire. Let's pretend he was some bloodless demon race mm-hmm. or something. There okay. we go. See, this is too, what... It's too annoying to think about otherwise. This is what nerds do, is they fix their shows, <laughs> plot holes, and everyone's better off for it. Uh, uh, we're really making a difference in the world. Uh, okay, but speaking of the skating scene, I love that scene. And I yes. think, you know, I, again, like, kind of... I forget that 
because I'm, I go, I have to argue about Spike all the time. I don't have to, because I choose to argue about Spike all the time. I do forget all of Angel's good qualities or like all the swoony moments that happen in these seasons because like that whole you scene is just, I know. so hard yeah. this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. I have a note in here about how I was swooning and the two boys were like not into it. No, I, no, I felt it. Don't get me okay. wrong. I'm not, a, okay. I'm not a monster. Okay. Just checking. But I was not swooning quite as hard as you were. It's just really cute. I also just, it was so sweet to see Buffy get to ice skate and do this thing that she that also clearly Sarah Michelle Gellar can do. <laughs> that's true. Um but I really like that scene. Yeah, they're not using a double, right? Like no, she's that's really totally skating. her, yeah. yeah. That looks really a lot like her, absolutely. Yeah. Especially because it's not particularly like advanced skating. It's like well it's more advanced the than I can of do. someone who used to ice skate uh-huh. like you know. Um if you I mean, can skate good. backwards I'm, not, I'm, I'm impressed. not saying I can get out there and do that, mm-hmm. but you know, um, they're not, they're clearly not also using like a double of any kind. Um, mm-hmm. And and it is nice. We get this kind of unnecessary extended sequence of Buffy skating. But mm-hmm. It's kind of, an, it's, it's sweet. Like, it's like she's doing something for her for the first mm-hmm. time in like. In forever. The and I feel like the first time we've um, seen her do it. Something like just yeah. kind of for her own. I mean, it's probably one of the only times we ever see her do something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess other than like dating Angel altogether, but. Well, yeah. Um. Well, anyway, but yeah, so when she's skating, that's when they get attacked by the first um, assassin, and then she ha- I didn't say what I was swooning about, but it's the whole part where um, Angel still has his vamp face, and he's like, ugh, you don't have to look at me like this, and she says she didn't notice. Yeah, that was Allie, nice. you're not reacting at all, but I... Well, I, <laughs> I do think that that's sweet, but I, I also, this time watching that particular scene, kind mm. of just went, uh... Like, uh Angel is just, overreacting. <laughs> Oh, it's it is. a little cheesy, but it is of very sweet. Of course it's sweet. cheesy. Yeah. No, okay, I guess the other, the preemptive swooning was because he's the one who said, why don't we, he like brought up skating. You know, he yeah. saw her picture. I, and I think it's a very good date. He's good at planning a date. That whole scene in her bedroom was nice. It like, was the nice. whole, yeah. that and the ice skating thing was really nice. And yeah. it was really normal, something you don't always see in the show. Yeah. And something yeah. they, they don't I mean, always it, pull off We well. can forget about the part where Angel was just hanging out in Buffy's bedroom. That was creepy, but... Well, um, yes, it was. Well, you just that, gotta so. move past that, or mm-hmm. the whole thing doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allie, are, I mean, you even team, are you seat. even Team Angel? You're not swooning at him? You don't want him in the bedroom? I, I don't understand. You can I'm be Team saying, Spike, I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do, I just, there's a lot of the... Uh, I don't know how to explain this. There's a lot of the like actual like reality of Buffy and Angel together that I forgot. Kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. go with that feeling. I, I I actually really don't enjoy watching Sarah Michelle Gellar like kiss people on screen. I think hmm. it looks really weird. Like cause <laughs> maybe it's because she's so short and like they're so tall. But like there's a lot of like physical like logistic things that always have kind of slightly annoyed me about like kissing scenes on Buffy. Interesting. <laughs> so, That's so weird. Okay. So I feel like this scene is like a really prominent example of it, um, and yeah, but it is very sweet. And you know, Angel planning the the date for her around something that she tells him that she used to be obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her mentioning her Dorothy Hamill face and mm-hmm. all that—it's super cute. And it's kind of like one of their more normal couple moments, yeah, right? Like, exactly. You know, they're not talking about demons and um, they're just talking about Buffy and who she used to be, and he's kind of trying to help her reconnect with that and it is really sweet mm-hmm. um, I just don't watch when they start making out <laughs> okay. the making out is not the part that I swooned about it was the whole setup and the whole the whole thing okay the one thing that was driving me crazy about this ep- throughout this episode is like the timeline was really confusing I 
Xander and Cordelia must have gotten up right at the beginning of the day, but like there's just a lot of like a well, lot no of never changes their calling clothes. out. Yeah, they're not changing their clothes, which I guess makes sense because they were all up all night. But like, it just really was confusing. You know, Angel gets stuck in that room. Uh, Kendra stuffs him in that room and like is awaiting dawn. But then I feel like a scene later, it's night out. And then a scene later, it's day full noon. I don't know. I feel like they didn't totally nail it. But maybe I would. Maybe we just missed it. Well, I think the room he Angel was in was facing east. So it could have been morning and that the sun was like encroaching. Um, I just think they switched back I, and forth a few times. I do think Cordelia mentioned that it was really early in the morning that Xander got her up to go mm-hmm. over there. Um, I mean, the whole thing about why she would ever agree to do that, I don't know. But um, I do actually love the of her animalistic of attraction <laughs> like, to Xander. It's <laughs> that, that must be what it was. But I do love everything about that entire sequence of them at the house with mm-hmm. that assassin. Because, like... Cordelia is like peak Cordelia. Xander mm-hmm. is like, but like I love when like, it's like the heat of beating back like these this battle with like these worms and she, mm-hmm. they're like stopping on them at like the basement door and like, she just hands him the tape and she's like I don't do worms like she's <laughs> in the midst of all of this she's yeah. like still the most Cordelia she could be. Also when and she says I'm both a winter and a summer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <exactly. laughs> Although Jordan and I both are suspicious about their house having a basement. I think there are houses in California that have basements, but it is weird. Oh, no, there are some. There must be some, but it's not normal, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's a plot point in many episodes, so it's, yeah. It is, it's Um, true. Oh, Allie, I have a question for you that I already asked. Okay. Uh, Jenny, and it's a semi-spoiler, so sorry, everyone. Do you think Xander... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's literally I get cream for it on my own podcast, so mm. I habitually like to remind people for spoilers. Uh, do you think Xander and Cordelia should have gotten together more than they ever do in the course of the show? Like, should they have stayed together? Or, or stayed together. Oh, okay. Yeah, stayed together, like, more than they did. You know, that's really interesting because I feel like... So I actually am very pro Xander and Cordelia because I mm-hmm. love that whole, like, you know, will they, won't they, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, they hate each other but they love each other kind of relationship. And I think there's a lot of times where they're really sweet together and, you know, he does kind of bring out the best in her in some way. Like, she's nicer to mm-hmm. the group and nicer to him and, like, gets more involved in all of that. But I also, like... The fact of, like, the way their relationship progresses and the way that it ends and the fact that it just, like, they're, like, so, you know, Willow and Oz and Xander and Cordelia have kind of this similar situation happen and respond in two very different ways. And I think Mm -hmm. it's um, Mm -hmm. really indicative of, like, their different relationships. Like, I think Xander and Cordelia really have this, like, attraction to each other and I think they really like each other and I think... But I think they're they're not really meant to be otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. Cordelia never really forgives Xander for, like, what he does, but mm-hmm. also, like, isn't even willing to entertain the thought. And is it because she's Cordelia and, like, sh- people do not treat her that way? Or is it because, like, they're really just always supposed to be this, like, high school relationship and, like, mm-hmm. not go beyond that? And I think, like, in Angel, Cordelia at some point, like, alludes to dating Xander and, like, has decided, like, she does not do those relationships because of the like the way he treated her like I think in her mind it's like everything she felt like she had to give up to date him wasn't worth like being hurt I guess so 
I always felt like it made sense that they were just like a contained high school relationship. Yeah. Like, like in the way that Xander is very much a quintessential high school boy, they very much had a quintessential high school dating relationship, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of refreshing. Do I believe that, given everything we knew about Cordelia in the past and like what everything they allude to in terms of like her dating life, do I believe that like she and Xander like never? Um, like their relationship never really progresses like more physically like <laughs> no I'm sorry Xander's a, Xander is a 16 year old boy and or 17 year old boy at this point maybe and Cordelia has been established to have like been pretty like you know uh, I like that about it I, I think know, it makes it sweeter I don't want to use any word because I'm not trying to say it like no I know what you mean yeah you know, yeah um because like there's even an episode like you know um I think later on where she kind of alludes to like um some of her past dating, but like it is a little sweeter if they don't. That's, you know, like, I guess really I always him, took it guess, to, yeah, to be that like she really did like him, and I don't know, not that, not to say that she didn't like anybody very, else. But, yeah. We get this very prominent episode where Xander actually um, loses his virginity, right? And I, I've always been like, how is that possible? Like, I think <laughs> I feel like that checks out for some reason. I think it it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me per se. I just feel like everything we know about, like how Cordelia dated all these other guys. I don't know. If I but like, you it, have different relationships with different types of people. I think. Xander's also not experienced. I mean, you could look at it. To like, well, it's true, but. and also you could look at it as like maybe with those these other guys. These are guys that Cordelia is trying to impress. Exactly. And, like, yeah. In this, and she actually yeah. has all the power in this. I think it has more to do with That's that. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I do like them together. Me too. I, I no, don't I mean, necessarily I, think that they needed to be more than they were but now that is also partly because Anya is one of my favorites so um I, I think it would have been hard to make it last and stick no, and I, 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 I agree so I do so think like, that Cordelia is I too mean, good for Xander so you know <laughs> she, she she's is, did it for absolutely. everyone yeah. And, yeah um I love Anya so I love that Cordelia not being in the picture makes room for Anya but mm-hmm. also I love Cordelia's arc on Angel and so yeah I agree the fact that these characters aren't together and Cordelia can go off and be on the spinoff is like, mm-hmm. I think her character has one of the best arcs like of any of the characters on both shows. Absolutely. Um, I do not enjoy shipping Angel and Cordelia. But, mm. uh, no, yeah, that's that never comment. quite works for me either. I will agree. Yeah. It's a conversation it for another day. Like, we're bored. Let's just take the next. It seems like the old somebody. sitcom. Like, uh, I feel like it was more like they were going to get to that eventually because yeah, they like, were the two leads. and Everyone ends up dating yeah. everyone eventually yeah. in a lot of shows. Like, it seems like something more like that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I was just really saying, I, I hope it didn't sound like I was saying I was mad that they didn't make Cordelia more slutty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. No, because I feel like Cordelia's undeniable, one of her undeniable characteristics is that she kind of does what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether or not she does th- what she wants for like good reasons or bad reasons, right? Is debatable. But she's always doing what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that makes it better, or makes it fine. I should. Say. I do like the romantic music that they play mm-hmm. every oh, time geez. she and Xander kiss. No, only be only from a purely comedy perspective. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. Like this yeah. Sweeping like romantic music that like is totally not actually the situation. And it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed that stuff um, too. So, speaking of couples, though, um, mm. Willow finally meets Oz. Mm-hmm. And, and and everything about that situation, like, Oz has been, progr- like, repeatedly asking, like, who is that girl? Mm-hmm. Like, he, and he finally meets her, and he's, like, so cool. Yeah. Like, he, he's just, like, <laughs> Oz is the best. <laughs> like, 
But he doesn't even, like, mention that he's noticed her Mm -hmm. or, like, he's not like, hey, I saw your cool costume at the dance, like, I saw you on Halloween. He's just like, oh, hey. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's who he is, right? Total Mm -hmm. Oz, yes. Totally Oz. Um, and I love the bit at the end with the animal crackers. Yeah, I know. That made me swoon, okay? I swooned like, about that, too. I was swooning about that. I do love Oz. I can never decide if I think it's wildly inconsistent, though, that they basically introduce him with this, like, you're super genius, but then, like, a year later, he's going to be held back as a senior in high school. I don't know. No, I mean, I get that I he explains that he's going to test, but it, it's weird. Because, like, he says here, like, he just tests well. No, I know, but it but, just like, seems... But, like, you have to actually take the tests in order to test well. It just seems like they mentioned like, that they... do homework to well, get through high school. It also seems like they... those The software people that are trying... Right? Kane Industries, essentially, is, like, wooing. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, Willow and Oz. It, it does seem like they they sell her like, oh, we've been watching you for a while. But like, if they've been watching Oz, then they would know that the test is just like, well, he just tests. Well, he's not really interested in anything. Yeah, maybe that's what they're. Maybe they know that tests are more mm, okay truthful than schoolwork. That's okay. how I kind of took it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got it. All right, the, you've convinced me. What was interesting about that to me is like, this is kind of the first time that we get an indication that Willow is not just smart and like tech forward, but mm-hmm. like she's very smart. Yes. Right. Right. Now, does that go away, though? No, it doesn't. I mean, she does become magically Um, talented. That's true. I think she starts focusing all of it on magic, and that's kind of understood to be why she is so good at it. Why she's so good, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, she does make an active choice to basically choose magic over... Mm -hmm. um, Academics. A a more academic future. I mean, like, she's still Um, always doing well in college, but I don't think... She's like... I don't think she's... Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Class. Willow is the only character that we ever actually see still in school in the last season. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> oh, but that's right. yeah, I, I, this is like our first indication that she's kind of like smarter than almost anyone, mm-hmm. except maybe, maybe Giles. Mm-hmm. You're only person giving her any run yeah. for her money. It yeah. at least makes some of her like obviously, you know, uh, plot, <laughs> plot-driven hacking skills at least make it a little bit more sense. I, I think it almost mm-hmm. fully justifies it. Yeah. If like this, if like this Microsoft is interested right. in you right. as a teenager, you do have to be pretty talented. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of explains it all, really, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, is Willow like, ha- well, I was just going to say, is she hacking things? But she is hacking things. Like mm-hmm. She hacks into like the city computers. Like <laughs> the, the sewage plans. systems or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another note quickly about the vampires, um, just the way this like whole go giving back to like the end of this and like the ritual and mm-hmm. like, I think this is the first time I think the best indication really that like all of this kind of works right is is this the first time we've seen Drusilla's vampire face like I don't remember oh. if when uh. she's introduced she's ever actually wearing her vampire face you might be right um because it, I was kind of wondering why she looks so striking like mm-hmm. when she just kind of picks Spike up like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah you might be right that's a great think, scene too mm-hmm. uh it's so great like she's like i gotcha like mm-hmm. yeah um also they've like burned down a church yeah i mean and once again all, yeah. right kind of like we, we were always talking about this in season one but like of course these vampire rituals have to be done in well, a church with a cross so like that's the other thing i was gonna mention so is Catholic. like one <laughs> we are weirdly doing a vampire ritual in a church but also it's so interesting to me because spike is so adamantly not into ritual that mm-hmm. but like he gets rid of the annoying one like he's like mm-hmm. a little less ritual a little more fun like mm-hmm. all this stuff but he totally buys into it for drusilla's sake mm-hmm. yeah no that that is a good point i think that explains it though and that is totally he, why yeah he's not totally gonna mess right. around with drusilla 
Yeah. He'll mess around with anything else, even himself. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to mess around with her. Yeah. Except that he does. Like, he actually stops the ritual. Like, he doesn't think it's done, but he's like, time to go. Like, so. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Right. I guess he's still kind of spike about it. Like, he's still practical. Well, I think, yeah, I yeah. think that was more a, a sense of, like, literally she's going to die if I leave her here versus, okay, hope for the best that this yeah. panned out. I don't really think that was him eschewing tradition. I think that was, like, making a calculated choice. Yeah. It's, also, I think it's really interesting, you know, going back to that scene where Drusilla is torturing Angel, we kind mm-hmm. of see that Spike's not really into torture, which is odd considering his name is Spike because he used to torture his victims <laughs> with spikes. But yeah. he's kind of very actively not into this whole torture scene. Do you think happening. it's just because he has a he um, has like kind of weird issues with Angel? Well, also I, by the end of that scene, the question Ang- I have like, mm-hmm. so Angel sired Drusilla, but like, did Angel sleep with Drusilla? Like, I'm positive that he did. They both he kind of alluded to it. Did. And Spike yes, he really talks about it all the time. Jumps. Yeah, well, uh, that has definitely. I think so. Happened. Yeah, I mean, it's they, creepy and incestuous. Well, but, yeah. Well, they allude that in Angel, they allude that Spike and Angel slept together. Really? They like they allude. It is one hundred percent not overt, uh, but they are definitely dropping hints hmm, a couple times. Okay, at the end. I'll have to. I have to look into that. I mean, I'm into it, but and I think I think Joss Whedon might have confirmed it. I mean, that hmm. doesn't count per yeah. se, but yeah, no. I mean, he Angel definitely slept with her. Yeah, I agree. Um, on that note, too, it is it is also kind of a. a I mean, I don't want to say it's a good scene because I don't like to see this side of Angel that much. But I, you know, when he's when in when the three of them are interacting, he is totally taunting Spike. And it is kind of like our first, I think, glimpses of like what Angelus is like. Yeah. You know, it really is this uglier side of him, Absolutely. even when he's still Angel. He can kind of pull that out. Yeah. yeah but this time, the difference is he's doing it as sort of um, a self-preservation thing of like totally, if he can yeah. get Spike mad enough to stake him then like or not, I guess not his self-preservation, but trying to sacrifice himself for the cause, like, mm-hmm. if Spike can kill him, then he can't cure Drusilla. Right. So. Uh, I just think he was enjoying him. it a little bit. <laughs> and that speaks to him and Angelus, like, being more of the same person mm-hmm. that sometimes people like to think. Especially because I think uh, m- multiple times throughout the series we're going to see Angel pretend to be Angelus, or just basically, he's already done it a couple of times, right? You know, he he that's one of his strengths, kind of, is that, like, he can kind of deceive people. Anyway. Yeah, no one seems to know. But I think that's the. But him. isn't that the point that he he basically is Angelus? The difference is that he just right, right. feels bad about those actions, so he doesn't act that way. But like it's it's Angel being evil, but mm-hmm. um, he just normally chooses not to act that way. Right. Yeah. But they're not. It's not like a split personality kind. No, of no, thing. no, that's no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think so either. And specifically in this scene, what I'm saying is that as you know, again, if we can for one second put on our I've never seen this show eyes, like I think. It is a nice hint that they're dropping for pe- not hint even so much as just like foreshadowing oh, no, of what, it's, it's, what's yeah. going to happen later. Getting to see this other side of Angel. Hmm. Yeah, you see this darkness. You didn't know that was there. You mm-hmm. just, before you just saw broodiness and mm-hmm. him being in love with Buffy, <laughs> a child. Anyone have any more thoughts on this? Um, is this the first time anyone actually uses the term Scooby Gang? Oh, it might have been. It must be. I feel like you guys would have mentioned it, and I would, or hopefully I would have noticed it when I was been watching that. <laughs> I didn't notice this time, so that's not necessarily true. But yeah, I think you're probably right. We also found out that both Slade and Slew are correct. <laughs> uh, we also met Willie the Snitch. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll come back. He's going to be around. Um, 
The only no. note I had of one that is useful is that there's no way in the history of Slayers one has not died, come back, and they've been two Slayers. I it don't does believe seem that a little bit or unlikely. a second. Yeah. I think that fits with later episodes where we find out the Watchers are hiding information. Mm-hmm. I just think that's something Giles has not given access to. Mm-hmm. There's no well, way I that's I happened. Mean, Hasn't happened. CPR is a relatively recent development. Right. So, but considering what a Slayer is so like if, and everything, there has been caught. But like, times. also, is is Sla- is Buffy the first Slayer that's died of like drowning and like she didn't die from being bit by a vampire she Mm -hmm. died from drowning so like i feel like every time we see an example of another slayer being killed it's more physical harm Mm -hmm. oh maybe that's a good point Hmm. i just feel like there's got to have been thousands of slayers because there's no way many of them live for very long right you've got to be going through slayers multiple times like a decade or so i just feel like everything should have happened by this time (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole point, though, is, like, how Buffy is just unique in every way. Mm. So. Oh, yeah. See, I don't... I you don't, don't subscribe really, to that? I subscribe to Buffy being special because she has friends. Mm-hmm. She has a watcher who cares about her more than I would imagine 90% of the watchers do. Mm-hmm. Though I would imagine there has to be some watchers who cared about their Slayers a lot mm-hmm. more than normal. I do not... But beyond that, she is just another Slayer mm. in most ways. Mm. Like, she might be a really particularly talented Slayer... Or good at it, but she doesn't have like a special destiny about her. She is still just a slayer. No, but I think like going to what you're saying, like the only reason Buffy died and came back to life is because she has friends. Mm-hmm. Because she had oh, a friend sure. that was there to bring her back to life. Like, you know, and even if Xander hadn't been there and it had been just Angel, Buffy would still be dead. Mm-hmm. So, um, although I suppose not doing the current recommended CPR method, Angel could have carried that out. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I think you're not supposed to give breaths, but. Um, <laughs> But, but, you know, Xander was there to bring her back to life, mm-hmm. whereas other Slayers, especially if the They're correct off fighting alone. to have yeah. them do it alone, is like, yeah, there isn't anyone to help them. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. I don't, I don't really believe that Buffy. I think that Buffy is unique in that she brings a unique sensibility to slaying, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I don't think she has, like, better powers than some of them, necessarily. Um I mean, she seems to be a quick study and, like, good at it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's talented been, for it. I don't know. No, um, yeah. Yeah. But she she definitely finds her strengths and uses them. But mm-hmm. one of them being these friends that I think this could have been, even with thousands of years of slayers. That, the first time. Yeah, the first time that this was able to happen. Because, um, you know, even... Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to bring this up, but... <laughs> In the movie, you know, uh-huh. she has one friend helping her, but, like, you can kind of see the pitfalls of going at this alone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. it's one person versus however many vampires. Like, the Slayer is always outnumbered just by the nature yeah. of this job. So, um, Buffy kind of is stronger for having help on Oh, yeah, side. that's undeniable. That's what makes her special. Yeah. Like, that's undeniable. And that's one of the yeah. better parts of the show, obviously. Yeah. Because um, they're a family. <laughs> yeah. Even though they betray her in the seventh season. But whatever. It's oh fine. My God. I can't wait it's to talk It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I don't have any more final thoughts. I kind of think we should wrap it up because it's going to... Uh, I did like Willow's overalls, even though you didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked them. I did not. <laughs> I, I did not like the red overalls that. paired with the red, orange, yellow striped shirt. 
I never really liked Willow's clothes, so, Mm -mm. yeah. I did not believe for a second that even though it was, like, maybe, like, 7 a.m., Cordelia chose to wear tennis shoes with that dress. I thought it was, like, a cheerleading outfit. I'm sorry. I thought it was a tennis practice outfit. Like, was she going to play tennis? That's the only explanation I could think of. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 That's the only justification. That was the only fashion note I really had. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd be right. She would not do that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. Or maybe it's Xander. She doesn't care about looking cute. <laughs> but she does because her body wants it more than anything else in the world. <laughs> oh, okay. On that note, does anyone have any fun non-Buffy pop culture they want to plug? I do. Mm, okay. You can I go for me this surprised. week because I don't have anything. I have two. Ooh. One is a band. Actually, Jordan, I am excited because I like the pop culture plugging that you do on your own podcast. Oh, thank you. I recently started rewatching The Civil War, and by rewatching, <laughs> I mean getting past the first episode. Nice, nice. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first thing is a band. Uh, the band's called Waxahachie. Hmm. Uh, the album's called Out in the Storm. Uh, they were on the Ringer website, does a whole slew of podcasts, and they do, I forget which one this was on, but she, the lead singer was on, the, and they interviewed her, and I listened to the album, and I really liked it, and I bought it. It's very, she has a very soulful sound to it. It's like alternative, um, like slow, kind of adult alternative that I really liked. Hmm. So if you like that, you should check that out. I won't talk about it anymore, because I don't know how to talk about music. <laughs> I like it. Can you so, spell it? Oh, uh, yes. W-A-X-A-A. A, hold on, let me start over. <laughs> W-A-X-A-H-A-T-C-H-E-E. Okay. Waxahachie. Okay. That's how they were pronouncing it in the podcast. Okay. And then my other recommendation is the Flintstones comic. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is just finished. It's uh, written by Mark Russell. So if you look, just Google that or search for that on Comicology, you'll find it. Hmm. Mark Russell, Flintstones. It is one of the most deeply satirical and biting commentaries on culture that I've ever read. Okay. Using the Flintstones as the uh, like the the magic delivery system for it. Sure. It's astounding okay. how deep and biting it is. They have a whole sub story throughout the entire uh, comic. It's like twelve. It's a so it's twelve issues and it's done. So it's mm-hmm. a complete one trade. So it's okay. just one finished story. They have a sub story about all the animals mm-hmm. who serve them who are secretly all, like, borderline suicidal and want to kill themselves because they're animals who are being abused, especially his bowling ball, who's an armadillo. Oh, my God. (laughs) And there is a thing at the end with the the elephant who is their... Car wash? Vacuum, Vacuum. maybe? That is one of the saddest things you'll ever read in comic books. Not going to lie. Okay. Not going to lie. It is one of the most amazing comics I've ever read, honestly. Mm. It's my favorite comic of the year so but far. Also, the saddest. You and also, yeah, oh, yes, everything, all of the above. Funny, funny, sad, heart wrenching, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's really okay. good. I'll definitely check that out. That sounds yeah. really cool. And then. And so the creators are, I guess they're not, probably not alive, but like whoever is oh. in charge of the Flintstones comic estate, they're somehow okay with this? So the. <laughs> like the. Uh, explanation like in the comic book world is that because it's such a small it's so it's being published in DC mm-hmm. DC has a deal with I guess it's the Hanna-Barbera whoever owns Flintstones because they're publishing sense. like Scooby-Doo comics and other mm-hmm. things that are not very good uh, the the 
conspiracy theory is that no one knows this comic is being published. Like, because there's not that many people reading it. So, like, okay. it kind of just they slid just through. Under the radar. It's only 12 issues. Like, once you get into pre-production, you're halfway done with the release schedule anyway, so you might as well just finish it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all just assuming that no one who too high at Hanna-Barbera is reading this, so they don't know about it. Okay. So, who knows how it got published? Like, I honestly have no Well, idea. now that you said it on our podcast, everybody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot recommend it enough. It's okay. amazing. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Hmm. And I then read that. you should absolutely should. And it's done. Like they're all out. So you can just buy them all on Comicology or if you want to buy a trade or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're all readily available. And actually most of them are going to be cheaper because they go they get discounted after 6 months and most of it's been out already okay. for 6 months. And then I'm going to plug my podcast well, on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, called Boldly Going Nowhere. I do it with my friend George. We talk about politics and whatever else we want. Well, we plugged you last week. Oh, you're the best. You'll oh, hear it. I haven't heard it yet. You'll hear it. Yeah. Okay. But I gotta get in that habit if I'm gonna be guesting on all these world famous podcasts. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Self promotion is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Right? It really is hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Um, I'm okay. gonna take a pass this week, out Aliante. Well, Jordan just did yours from last exactly. week anyway, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember if I've done this one before. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. And I almost feel bad doing it because I want to try to do something that's not a TV show, but mm-hmm. uh, surprise, it's a TV show. Um, but I recently, and also I feel, okay, well, I'm going to sort of, I'm going to stop explaining this. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the Great British Bake Off. Oh, okay. Um, that's fair. Yes. Because no I No spoilers watching, to this, though. I won't spoil, okay. but I recently was watching episodes of the most recent season that mm-hmm. aired last year in the UK and this year now is currently airing here um, and it's the last season that has the regular hosts mm-hmm. and the regular judges and basically the last season that has everything that makes the show special even mm-hmm. though what also usually makes the show special is the contestants and like their dynamic and how they interact and I actually feel like this current crop is a bit of a dud but um, Despite all of that, like, I was watching episodes of the show, and, you know, I hadn't watched it in a, f- in a few months, and since I kind of blitzed through, like, all of the seasons, and I just was like, what is it about the show that kind of makes me love it so much? And then you kind of realize, like, it's so refreshing from a reality TV standpoint, where people aren't fighting, they're not trying to sabotage each other, they're, like, egging each other on, they're like, it's okay, you'll do better, or, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be fine, or, you know, when something is a complete catastrophe, they're like, no, it's fine, you'll be great, mm-hmm. like, they're just really, like, positive, and it's so warm-hearted, and, and when, when the contestants get upset, like, you get upset, because, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the running, like, theme of this entire show is, like, people just want to have this thing that they're good at, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to know that what they think they're good at, they're actually good at. Like, I feel this all the time with, like, you know, my own cooking and baking and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, people are always going to tell you, like, oh, that's really good, that tastes really good, but, like, you want to know, like, for sure, like, Mm -hmm. is this really good or is it, like, just, like, you know? And it's, like, that's, like, the root of this whole thing. Like, that's the drama of this show is, like, are they really as good as they think they are? Yeah. And... Like, every time you get to the finale, it's like, I ball like a baby mm-hmm. because, you know... Because it means so much to their, them. Their yeah, dreams confirmed. Yes. It's like they literally get a bouquet of flowers and, like, a cake stand. Get a cake stand. And, like, that's it. Like, they don't get money. They don't yeah. get... A lot of them that's do true. actually get, like, you know, Deals out of it, yeah. Stuff out of this, but... Yeah, but, like, that's never, like, a, a given. And um, it's just, like, I think, especially in these dark times, it's, yeah. like, this Such a little bright spot. like, corner of pop culture that I 
fully recommend everyone watch. And even if you're not into baking, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it that's doesn't almost matter. beside the point. I actually, I think mean, that's the one, most important yeah. thing is like Paul's eyes and <laughs> Mary <laughs> talking about soggy bottoms mm-hmm. and melon Sue cracking ridiculous, stupid puns, mm-hmm. and it's the best. I agree. I actually and, think that's kind of. I want to just talk about it before it gets ruined. I know, so. I know. We're not going to watch whatever. Whatever happens next. I feel like I, I say that now, and I know that I'm going to end up watching it out of curiosity, but... <sighs> I won't. I finally I finished the first season. It much. Mm. It's really good. I won't watch the new thing, though. I have no interest yeah, in it. me neither. I think I've been saving... I, that It's a show that I have... Uh, act, you know, I've had the opportunity to watch all of the seasons, but I haven't gone through all of them, and I think a little bit of it is this, like, I don't... Especially now, knowing that, like, it's not going to go on forever, like, I don't... Oh, I just want to have that in yeah. reserve for when I need it. Also, I really love season five, uh, so I could just watch that one over and over again. I mean, it. I think it, the rewatch value is there. It it's totally is. It doesn't even matter when like, you know who won. Yeah. You, like it's like it's like if you if you're feeling sad and you just want to feel good, it's the perfect show. If you're like, I really just need a really good cry, all you have to do mm-hmm. is queue up one of the finales, and mm-hmm. you can totally like get that out of your system, like. It's it's so awesome. Yeah. And if you want to watch something utterly ridiculous, you can watch the one episode where that guy throws his baked Alaska mm-hmm. in the <laughs> baked Alaska gate. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, sorry guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's two weeks in a row now that I've done food related ones. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll Yeah. Maybe next time I'll try to do a book or something. <laughs> Books? What are those? Just kidding. I know. Yeah. Just kidding. Well, who am I, Kendra? I don't read books. <laughs> That's all she does. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, Okay. thank you so much for being on our podcast, Jordan. Oh, any Also, time. thanks for visiting me because it's fun to have friends well. visit. It was um, a delight. Yeah. I was very jealous I was not the first guest, but I understand. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anytime you want to come back and be a recurring guest, you mm-hmm. are welcome. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, a favorite episode that you particularly want to discuss. It's a great point. Well, when you guys go to Angel, I will be definitely be there for Okay. That. That's a good idea. Because right. I do yeah. really adore that show. Yeah. Well, that's good, because I don't know if Jenny's going to be an enthusiastic. No, I will. I like Angel <laughs> a lot. I Okay. I like Angel. There's some stuff in those later seasons that I don't think I will love. Uh, but I slept through a lot of it because I'm tired all the time, or at least I am sometimes, so. And I recognize those failings, but I find all that stuff really interesting, so I like talking yeah. about it. No, well, I mean, I'm excited yeah. to watch it. I, I definitely I, want to. I love the I finale. Think it's the same so. as the last season of Buffy, right, where there's a lot about the final season of Angel mm-hmm. that is also upsetting on many levels, but at the same time, from a story standpoint, mm-hmm. it's, like such a great direction it's all yeah yeah you know and the um, finale is really great well, we can talk about that yeah yeah we'll talk about that in three years I don't, I don't know <laughs> i don't know how long that is i'm surprised <laughs> you guys haven't done that math yet i haven't i don't want to <laughs> um okay well this week yeah. i'm still um, t- i do yeah yeah I'm Team Spike. Uh, this is the, I'm Team Spike yeah, as this well. This is the part of the yes. show where we fall apart trying to coherently get I off I think I, I nailed it. You're the one. <laughs> yeah, Team Spike nailed it. Yeah. Team Spike is on top of things. Mm-hmm. Ready, go. Well, Team Kendra <laughs> is not apologizing for sounding like an idiot. Okay, but that's a good choice. <laughs> okay. All right. See Bye, you guys. Later. Bye. Once More with Commentary is produced by me, Allie. And me, Ginny. Our theme music is from the album Rockingham by Nerf Herder. 
And our podcast logo is by Ryan Cooney. You can email us at scoobies at oncemorewithcommentary.com with any feedback, questions, comments that you have, and find us on Twitter and Instagram at OMWC Podcast. You can also find our most recent episodes and any show notes at oncemorewithcommentary.com.